You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. And we're going to see God do some great things. Amen. Exodus 33, Exodus 33. I want to read a passage of scripture this morning that's kind of going to lead us into what we're going to be talking about even next week and some, uh, even in the next few weeks after that as we lead up into to Easter and as we lead up into Palm Sunday this morning. I want to share a few things with you in Exodus chapter 33 beginning in verse 7. Exodus 33 and verse 7. And I want, and I'll be honest with you, hopefully you brought a pen, hopefully you brought a piece of paper, because I'm going to go through some scripture pretty quickly, and going to kind of go through it as quickly as I possibly can this morning, uh, because I want us to be able to get in a position that we can get in the altar for a few moments, and I want us to pray this morning. Exodus chapter 33, beginning in verse 7, amen? If you have it, stand to your feet this morning, one more time, across this building, Let the blood flow one more time. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Exodus 33, beginning in verse 7. Moses took his tent and he pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses." Notice that, that Moses went to where the Lord was and the Lord showed up. Mm. Verse 10, all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshiped, each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua The son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. My Lord have mercy. This morning, I want to just speak for just a few moments as with this topic. At the door, no more. At the door, no more. I can, you know, I can barely imagine what this had to look like. Can you imagine the presence of God actually manifesting over the tabernacle of meeting? This giant tent that all of a sudden the glory of the Lord would manifest over it and would just rest over the door. This place was a meeting with God. Everyone knew that God was real. Why? Because they saw it and they experienced it in their own lives. 
You cannot go to them and be able to say God's not real. Why? Because they saw it. They knew it. They experienced it. Understand this morning, this is one of the great reasons why that we need to walk in His presence and this needs to be a place of meeting where we gather together and meet the presence of the Lord and allow Him to do work that only He can be able to do. Why? Because we have a generation that's coming up under us that needs to know the presence and the power of Almighty God. Let me just say this for just a moment. Let me just say it for just a moment. And, and I hope that no one gets hurt feelings about this for just a moment. But let me understand something to you. If you want to be able to ensure that your children follow the Lord, that you want to make sure that your family know the touch of God, then understand this. You need to make sure, number one, that you're in the house of the Lord. But secondly and most importantly, that when you get there, the Lord is there. Listen, I, 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 let me just say this for a second. I'll be honest, there is nothing I hate worse than church. You know the kind of church where you go in and you just sit there and you're like, oh God, please Lord. There's no anointing, there's no touch. Nobody seems like they've prayed over him. Nobody wants to be there and you're trapped. And you look around and it looks like nobody else wants to be there either. But there is nothing that I love more than being in the presence of God in a church where people are excited to be in the house of God and they are allowing the presence of the Lord to work. There is nothing better than being in that kind of environment where even when you walk in and you may not feel that great, but because the presence of the Lord has been ushered in by other people around you, you're able to receive and be able to leave blessed. Let me tell you, oh Lord Jesus, I, let me just interject this. I don't have time to deal with it, but let me just say this. How selfish has the church become? How selfish has the church become? Because we are so caught up in what I feel that we don't ever reach out to God when we know we should. Because we've heard all the stories. We've heard all the scriptures that talk about give a sacrifice of praise in the Lord. We'll lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Blah, 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 blah. All the, just all the, the things and all the teachings about how that we need to worship the Lord. Not just for us, but because of everybody else around us. Jesus. Y'all won't get mad at me if I say this, will you? Please, Lord Jesus. Because understand something, brother and sister. You have more influence in the direction of a church service than what you know. You know why? Because you allow freedom. You allow freedom to take place. You give the Lord freedom. Listen, the Lord is, He will come, but He will not stay if you don't allow Him to. Revelation says this, that He comes to the door and He knocks, even to the church of Laodicea. 
And he's asking somebody to just open up the door and let me in. I love the book of Psalms where he says, Jerusalem, O Zion, open up your gates and let the Lord come in. He is someone that is there and wants to move. But understand some brother and sister, if you don't allow him to move and you don't give him the environment for him to move, he will just move on somewhere else. And when he moves on somewhere else, everybody around you loses out. Let me tell you something. I would hate to walk into the presence of the Lord and the Lord say, you know what? This day, all these days, and just sees all these dates. You're like, Lord, what is all these dates? And you're like, this is where you put your own stuff before you got into my presence. And this one went to hell because of it. And this one didn't leave without being touched. And this one didn't leave because they came. I had an environment. I had an appointment with them. And because you did not get into a position to be able to receive, that means they missed out on what I had for them. I love you. I do. Because I'll be honest with you, brother and sister. There's been one more than one time that I've gone into churches and I've needed the Lord to touch me in a way that I could not get myself. There have been times that I've walked in so burdened and so just weighed over with stuff that was going on in my life that I, I couldn't reach out to the Lord by myself. I needed somebody that can be able to do it for me. And I've walked into places where I have left with the same problem and even worse because I was like, God, I just needed you. And Lord God, and just... And you go into the week just trying to grab a hold of something to get you through. But I've also been to churches where I've walked into church services and I've gone, oh God, I just need a touch. But by the time I got in, I didn't have to wait to the worship hour to, to the preacher to lay his hands on me because the presence of the Lord fell in the middle of service because somebody else was reaching out to the Lord. And I was able to piggyback on that. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. And because of their worship, because of them bringing in the presence of the Lord, I was able to see the glory of the Lord appear at the tabernacle of meeting. And I was able to say, thank you, Jesus, and receive. That's why it's important, brother and sister, why that every person needs to be at church and every time and while we're, we miss you. You know why? Brother and sister, you bring power. You bring liberty. You bring it. You either bring liberty or you bring bondage. And the only way that bondage can be broken is if those that are at liberty can come by and go pop on lock. And we do that through our, have we prayed before we got there? Have we sought the Lord before we got there? Have we come ready to receive? Have we come ready to worship? And whenever we begin to, when they come into the presence of the Lord, we immediately begin to reach out to the Lord and allow the presence of the Lord to fall 
and allow God to work in our lives and it bubbles over into the people around us. I wonder exactly, brother and sister, how many people that has been touched by your worship that you'll never even know until you get to heaven. And the Lord says, you did awesome. And you're like going, what did I do? But because of your liberty, it liberated others around you. Mm, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I, 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 did, I didn't mean to go there, but the Lord, that's just where I went. So anyway, but listen, brother and sister, I understand this, what begins to happen. This is what we want at Rose of Sharon, to be able to be a place where the presence of the Lord, that he is real, that he is a place, that it's a place where that it is tangible, and the power and the presence of God reverberates. We want that. Am I all by myself this morning? We want that. We want that people come by and they notice. And they say, something's been going on down there. I can't really put my finger on it. But I know whenever you say you've been to Rosa Sharon, that, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Because there's something going on down there. Brother and sister, understand something today. Today, God wants His presence here just like that He showed it on the, on the tabernacle of meeting. He wants this place to be a place where His children can come out from all the pressure, all the junk of the world, all the issues of the world, and be able to come face to face with Almighty God that is able to touch them at the very point of their need to strengthen them in the midst of crisis and to be able to speak direction into their lives. Brother and sister, as we begin to recognize and we begin to see that God wants to manifest Himself in a powerful way, I want you to know what He began, that He will do the same thing for us as He did for Moses. Now look at Exodus 33. I want you to look down in verse 7. Listen to what he says here. Very first part that we started reading. Moses took his tent and he pitched it outside the camp. Now why in the world would he take his, camp, his tent and call it, the, it was called the tabernacle of meeting because that's where all the important meetings got together. All the leadership got together. That's, that's the place. You wanted to hear from Moses, that was the place you went to. Why in the world did he take the tabernacle meeting and move it outside the camp? And the Bible says he moved it way out there. He moved it far outside of the camp. Now, brother and sister, understand something. The tabernacle of meeting is very important because understand what has just happened. In Exodus 32, what has happened is this. Moses has been up on Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments in stone tablets. And whenever he's beginning to come down, the Lord tells him, says, Moses, get down the bottom of the mountain. Why? Because the children of Israel have fallen into idolatry. You know they had done? They'd made a golden calf, and they were worshiping the golden calf, saying that the golden calf brought them out of Israel, Egypt. They were committing gross sin against God. And I ain't got time to read it now, but I'll, I'll, give, I'll ask you, man, read Exodus 32 whenever you get back home. Because understand what then happens. Moses walks into the camp. 
And when he walks in the camp, he cries out, Who is on the Lord's side among you? Let him come to me. And the sons of Levi come to Moses. You want to know how they became the tribe of priests in the Old Testament that gave sacrifice to the Lord, that ran the temple? It started right here. Because in a moment when everybody else was doing all kinds of idolatrous stuff, all kinds of mass, just all kinds of mass kind of just abomination toward God, all kinds of sin. When Moses says, if you're on the Lord's side, come to me. They said, we are. And sister, understand something. They came to him. And you want to know what they began to do? Moses looked at him and says, anybody you catch sinning, kill them. Now, I want to tell you something. You better be thankful you're living in the New Testament in the day of grace. Okay? Be thankful you're living in the day of grace because the Lord didn't play like this in the Old Testament. The Lord in the Old Testament, He's like, you do wrong, you're you gone. You're going to serve me or either you're going to say you serve me and you don't serve me. You, that's it. You're gone. They go through and start killing folks throughout. They kill tens of thousands of people throughout the camp. Now realize what then begins to happen. Then the Lord... When they have stopped and Moses has stopped everything and they begin to repent, understand what then begins to happen. The Lord is not happy with them. So when He does, He starts sending plagues among the people. You'll read that in Exodus 32, verse 35. He begins to send plagues against them. Not only that, in Exodus 33, beginning in verse 1 through 4, He also even tells Moses this, Go ahead and take the children of Israel... And go to Canaan. Go and I'm staying right here because if I spend another day with those Israelites, I'm going to wipe them off the face of the earth. Let me just tell you something. You, you better be thankful for Jesus. Okay, You better be thankful for Jesus and the grace that He brought. Because understand what God said this. God is like, He's like, listen... If I hang around you cats anymore, I'm going to do something that I swore to Abraham I would not do. I'm going to wipe you out. So y'all got to go without me. Can you imagine God getting to such a point that he is so aggravated that he says, get on out of here? Because I, how many times as a parent have you ever looked at your children and gone, oh, I can't de deal with them now or I will kill them. I know, no, no. Go to your room and you sit in a corner because I, I can't touch you right now. Because I, 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 Lord have mercy. I've gone and grabbed them and drugged them out of, out, of, out, of, out of Walmart or wherever and put them and just thrown them in a car and locked the door and just, and just sat on the outside and said, oh, my God. Thank God that's then and not now because they can arrest you now if you throw your kid in the car, you know. Keep the door locked and everything else, but like Lord, I can't touch that child, or I, I they'll arrest me. So aggravating, so mad at him. But understand, brother and sister, realize this is God. He's like going, I can't, I can't deal with them, Moses. Get them out of here. I can't deal with them. Israel had just pressed. Their luck to a point that they're like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. 
And Moses is crying out, Lord, no, 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 God. No, 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 God. No, 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 no. And so what does he do? He takes the tabernacle of meeting and he takes it outside the camp. Why? Because the camp had sinned. He takes it and makes distance. Why? So that the Lord can come and be able to talk to Moses. Brother and sister, let me just share this with you, brother and sister. Let me, let me just deal with this for just a moment. Understand this. God wants to deal with you, and He wants to speak to you. But realize this. God cannot deal with you sometimes in your present state. Why? Because you have not come to a place of forgiveness with Him. Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2. Listen to what the Word of God says. Behold, the Lord, Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor His ear is heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear. But let's just understand something. There will be moments and there will be times that you can be able to say, God, I don't wonder why you're not being... Blah, 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 blah. But because we're in such a position, brother and sister, understand something. We need to take care of the stuff that we need to take care of. And understand this. God can, will only... He is not obligated to hear your cry as a sinner. Beyond this, God saved me. You hear me? If you're his child, he's going to hear you. If you're an unbeliever, he's going to hear you. But he doesn't have to move on, his, on your behalf if you're an unbeliever. Why? Because you're not one of his children. And your sins cause him to be able to say, I can't deal with you yet because of what's going on in your life. Let me tell you something, this is the reason why that some of us get stalled in our walk with the Lord. Uh, let, me, let, me just, let me just take in my time for just a moment this morning. This is why so many of us get stalled in our walk with the Lord. Because we'll start walking with the Lord and the Lord starts saying things like, listen, it's time to put that down. You know what, you need to, I want to help you with this. And we'll, sometimes we'll like go, oh, God, <laughs> time out. Mm, no, 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 no. But listen to what the Word of God says. To him that knoweth to do good and do it not to him, it is what? Sin. So whenever God starts dealing with us about stuff, we now have a choice. Do I follow the Lord or do I not? But when if you do not follow the Lord, you know what begins to happen? There becomes to be a separation where you can't feel the Lord like you used to. And if you take too much time, the Lord can walk on. I know times in my life, I've said this before, where football became a position that it took the numbership, the number one place in my life. All right? I'm a sports lover. 
you should have saw me back in the day. I was nuts. Had an opportunity to be able to, uh, to co-host on a radio show. Oh, man, I loved it. Talk about sports. You want to talk about awesome, but it was the, one of the worst things I ever started doing. You know why? Because I started spending more time reading. At that time, it, there was no Internet, believe it or not. I know I just dated myself. There was the Internet, but nobody, you know, it, was, it wasn't. You couldn't go down to your, you know, the next-door neighbor and go, hello, let me get on the Internet and look something up. No, you had to go buy magazines. <laughs> yes. I mean, I spent money on magazines. I spent money reading all kinds of stuff. Go down and read papers from all these different, different uh, towns and cities with major league, uh, you know, sports in it. Why? Because so when I could get on radio, I could be able to talk. Know at least a little bit of what I was talking about. You know what it did? It ate up every time, all my time, where I was when I should have been reading my Bible. It got to such a point that the Lord had called me to preach, and I was wondering, dear God, how can I be able to do this and still watch football? How can I be able? I realized there came a point in my life that I had to say, and I was wondering, why am I not growing in the Lord? It's because I got stalled. And separation began to take place in my life because I did not move forward. Realize this, brother and sister, God wants you to move forward with Him. But understand, there will be moments and there will be times that sin can be able to move into our life. And that doesn't mean that we are ostracized from the presence of the Lord. But it just means this, that He's moving, but there's now distance between us. Mm, Jesus. Understand this, brother and sister. Lord, have mercy. Let, let, me, let me just say this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16-18, through 18, let me just read this as we move on. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For, an, for, for you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and that you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. What he's just saying is this, brother and sister. There comes a moment when you've got to go all in on the Lord. And now we're in a position where that the children of Israel have committed sin. And the glory of the Lord and the temple meeting has been moved over. Now listen to what then begins to happen. The temple of meeting is on the outskirts of the camp. Moses will get up. You can read this in verses 8 through 10 of, of Exodus 33. That whenever Moses would get up and go to the tabernacle of meeting, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord will begin to congregate around that place and will begin to rest on top of the temple or on top of the tabernacle. And what would Moses do? Moses would go walking into the tabernacle. And the presence of the Lord, he would meet there. But notice what the people did. Notice what the people did. The people, word would spread. Moses is coming out of his tent. He's going to the tabernacle. Everybody would come out of their tent and they would stand by the door of their tent. 
and they would just watch. They just watch. They would see the glory of the Lord begin to descend. They'd see it come and he would see it rest upon the tabernacle. Moses would walk out. Joshua would follow him behind him. And every other person would just go and stand at the door. And just watch. Can you imagine? You're in a point where you know that the Lord has just busted you for doing something that you know that is wrong. You're wanting to be able to come to a place that there's a relationship between you and God. And whenever you begin to see the glory, you stand at attention. You know that you want to reverence what is happening. So you go and you stand at the door, but you watch while somebody else begins to move toward the tabernacle. I've always amazed me about this story, and that is no one goes to the tabernacle but Moses and Joshua. No one even tries. No one ever goes even to the outskirts of the camp and just falls on their face and says, God, forgive us. There was nothing like that. It was just stand at the door and just watch what is happening. Brother and sister, can I just be able to just ask you, I've always amazed, why didn't they just repent? Why didn't they crawl out? Why didn't they at least take movement toward the very presence of the Lord? Why didn't they at least, at least have a heart to be able to go after it? But brother and sister, I, I find that it is so ironic that the very one person that goes with Moses to the tabernacle is the very one person that God begins to deal with him and he becomes the successor to Moses. Oh, I hear this all the time. I just want to be used, kingdom of God. Won't be used. You know, Pastor Tim, I, I, I feel like that I can be used to King God and I can be able to. You know, I, I believe there's a position somewhere in the church that I can be able to fulfill. I believe that. I believe that. Brother and sister, let me share this with you. If you want advancement in the kingdom of God, it has less to do with this and has more to do with this. You know what Joshua did? He didn't talk about it. He walked with Moses. And he walked where? To the tabernacle of meeting. You want advancement in the kingdom of God. You want God to do more in your life than what He's doing now. You want to be able to see God do more of an impact in the people around you. You want to have a greater impact for the kingdom of God in your life. It has so much more than just talking. It has something about your walk and where your heart is leading you, my friend. And this morning, I, I, I so want to be able to encourage us. I so want us to be able to challenge us that if we want to move forward where God wants us to be, then, brother and sister, there can be no more just at the door. 
We cannot be any longer at the door. We can't just stand at the door and watch somebody else go in the presence of the Lord. I can't just stand at the door and see Sister Bertha go back there. Sister Warhoop go there. I can't just see that happen. I need to be able to step into the presence of the Lord myself. My Lord have mercy. We've come into such a place that we we know I just the mentality of the church has begun to change so much in that it's we want to be able to be blessed, but very few of us want to be able to bless. Understand, brother and sister, if you want to be able to have that kind of ability so that you can be able to be a blessing and so that you can be able to see God do things that are mighty and great in the kingdom of God, it has to first start with this. I must move toward the presence of the Lord and leave the door behind. It's so easy to be able to get caught at the door. Let me tell you something, man. It's easy to get caught at the door. It's easy to be able to make you the excuse of, man, well, you know, well, you know, I've got this I've got to do. Well, I got this. I, yeah, and I got this. And, got this responsibility and I got this here but so Lord I can't really go after you because I'm kind of just anchored here I got this and got that and got all this stuff and got all this stuff that goes on but yet I'm I just feel like I can't go after the Lord because I'm just anchored but says let me just share some with you that I learned as a very small child I learned this. I learned it from my mama. And that is this. I do not know a person that is busier than my mom. I'll be honest. I, I, I have no clue where in the world she has the energy. I, I got no idea. But even as a small child, there was all the time stuff that had to be done. All the time movement. All the time people coming by. All the time stuff to the church. All the time stuff to the camp. All the time people need minister to. All the time people coming in at all times just to be able to talk. All kinds of stuff that was happening over and over and over again. But yet, brother and sister, I understood something. That yes, there was a responsibility that I saw her at the house all the time do. But I also know what it is to be able to get up early and be able to hear a call to God out in the middle of the midnight hour when she's on her face before God, before anybody else is up. And that one way, what she's really doing, and that is this. Yes, I got stuff. And you'll still hear her say it again today. I was telling her the other day, I said, Sister, why don't you just, you know what? You don't have to get it. Maybe just give yourself a break and just wake up 30 minutes late. She said, oh, I can't do that. Can't do that. Why? Because if I don't get my time with the Lord in, I don't get it in. You know what that declaration is? It said, I recognize I got stuff I got to do that's at the door of my home. But I realize this, there's also a call of God on my life that I've got to get in the presence of the Lord. And if I want to be my best at home, if I want to be my best at work, if I want to be my best at my responsibilities, I have to do it by going to the altar and going to the very presence of the Lord. 
morning, let me just share this with you. The Lord does not want us to just sit at the door any longer and just watch. He wants us to go after I understand something, brother and sister. There, you, there is so much stuff that can tie you to certain places and tie you to things and tie you to events and tie you to stuff. But that does not have to be the thing that ties you. You can still be able to say, I can come back to you. I can take care of my stuff. But i got to be in the presence of the Lord. Because you know, the Bible says that Moses went in the presence of the Lord, but guess what? He also left. Why? Because there are times that you have to do stuff. But realize this. When you leave, it doesn't mean that you leave without His presence. Mm. Brother and sister, listen to this. The Lord has already given us directions to advance in the kingdom of God. To see great things for the kingdom of God. Look at the life of Joshua. Brother sister, James chapter 4 and verse 8 states this. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Simple. Go after the Lord. Leave your door. Go after the Lord. The invitation is given. The Lord says, come. The only thing you got to do is just go. Acts chapter 13 and verse 22 states this, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man that is after my own heart, who will do all my will. The Lord used David, why? Because of his heart. You want to go far in the kingdom of God. You want to be used in the kingdom of God. You want to see God bless other people through you in the kingdom of God. Realize this, it all deals with the heart. Philippians chapter 2, look at verse 12 and 13. You can read it whenever you get home. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Oh, Jesus. You mean that that means I, oh, what? I got to work out my own salvation? You mean that it's not a Sunday thing? Oh my. Could we have been doing Christianese wrong all this time? We've been waiting for a preacher to tell us. We've been waiting for a, our favorite TV preacher to tell us. We've been waiting on to buy his book on 14 steps to be the best that you can be. Are you saying, are you saying that there's stuff that, that you don't need to be doing? No, no, I'm not saying that. It all has a place. Reading other stuff, it all has a place. Listening to other people, all has a place. But if that is the only place that you get something from, then something is wrong. Because the Lord wants you. <coughs> Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
Why are we fear and trembling? Because I recognize that God is the God of all. And He is the one that I have to please. And I can be able to fake it to myself. I can fake it to the people around me. I can be a hypocrite all day long. I can look good for the pastor when he comes by. I can be doing whatever I want to do and pull up to the red light and notice here his car comes pulling by and I change it to Caleb real quick and I throw it in the floor and I'm... Hallelujah. But the Lord is in the one in the car driving with you. He knows what's going on. So when he says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, he's not saying just do whatever you want. He's saying it's you better get in the presence of the Lord. You better come to the tabernacle meeting and you better come before me and allow me to work in your life personally. Woo, Jesus. For it is God who works, in verse 13, in you, both to will and to do for His own good pleasure. That means this. If you will get in the presence of the Lord and work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, you know what He does? As you begin to do that, He begins to work in your life and begin to bring out areas of your life where you bless everybody around you. Oh, Jesus. Let me finish up with this. Moses comes before the Lord. Brother and sister, if the Lord does this for Moses, he will do it for you. Listen to this, how that the Lord describes or, the, or how the relationship between God and Moses is kind of defined and how that it is talked about and described. Exodus 33 and verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses was called a friend of God. Exodus 33 and verse 17. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. It's amazing. God will actually answer your prayers when you talk to Him whenever you get in the tabernacle of meeting. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. My Lord. Psalms 103 and verse 7. He made His ways known to Moses and His acts to the children of Israel. You want to need guidance in your life? Guess what? The Lord says this. You know what? You don't have to sit by and just watch what I do. I'll tell you how, why I'm doing them. If you just come to me. Come and meet me. While others did not know the Lord, Moses knew the Lord. Understand this, in Exodus 33, verses 18 and 19, the Lord's not only described as a friend of Moses, but the Lord also says this, I will show Moses my glory. Exodus 33, verses 18 and 19, and he said, Please, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Look at verse 29 of Exodus 34. Now it was so when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with the Lord. 
He didn't recognize what God was doing in him. Why? Because he was just enjoying the conversation. Have you ever been so caught up in a conversation with, with somebody that you just kind of forgot what was going on around you? Have you ever gotten involved in a conversation that was so in-depth or so funny or whatever that was going on that stuff had gone on around you and you're like going, what? That, you, he was here? What? He said, what? 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 Huh? What? Huh? The only thing I can tell you is that I was just with him. Yeah. We were just having a good time. And sister, can I just share this with you? The Lord wants to act in you and produce in you the same way he produced in Moses. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16 says that he wants to be able, that he wants you to be the light of the world. A city that he set on a hill. How can you be that? You'll just spend time with God. It'll happen automatically. Moses said, I didn't even know that the Lord was doing that in me. But yet what is happening? The more time he spends with the Lord, when he comes down off the mountain, everybody's like going, you're glowing. And they honestly had to put a veil over his face. Because the glory of the Lord would just radiate on him. And the Bible says that whenever he would come into the presence of the Lord at the tabernacle of meeting, that he would take the veil from his face. And he could be able to look at the Lord face to face. The pastor said, you know, that's, that's Exodus. That's Moses. I'm not like Moses. Can I be able to share with this with you? We are not like Moses. Mainly because we don't take the time that Moses took. That we have not developed that relationship with the Lord. Like Moses did. We haven't experienced and had the moments that we've had to trust the Lord with everything in us. Church family this morning, that is the a relationship that I want you to be able to have with the Lord. Yes, That's the relationship that I want to have with the Lord. I want to have that this morning. This morning, don't stay at the door. Leave the door behind. Come to the presence of the Lord. See what God can do in this house. And what He can do in your life this morning. Don't allow the responsibilities behind the door keep you from the presence of the Lord. Go after the Lord. And see what God can do in your life. Father.